Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And Wesley Nichols is back with us today, and we're so excited. He's helping us to more fully understand the Enneagram arrows. Today, we're looking at the arrows for type 7, 8, 9, and 1. But yeah, we're so fortunate to have him with us. He's a licensed marriage and family therapist. He is the founder of Enneagram Chattanooga. If you're looking for a great therapist, I highly recommend him. He knows the Enneagram well. He's certified in EMDR. So I would check him out if you're looking for a great therapist or if you'd like somebody to come to your place of business or your place of worship and help you to understand the Enneagram. He can lead workshops. Uh, So check out Wesley and just know that you're going to learn a lot from him. He's one wise soul and we're grateful to have him. Let's round off our head triad with uh, type seven. Sevens become more grounded and profound like healthy five. Uh, And I love how you call it. So not the air of health, the air of heart. I love that. And Mm -hmm. I might steal that. (laughs) And then I love how you say it's not the stress, it's resourcefulness. Like, I love that. The the place of resourcefulness. Okay, in that space, seven become more professionistic, perfectionistic, and critical, like an unhealthy one. So let's talk about seven. Yes. A quick note on that. So that heart point, too, a lot of that language I'm getting from Beatrice Chestnut, Mm -hmm. who's the complete Enneagram, who, super great. She's probably one of the premier teachers in the Enneagram community right now. And so she talks a lot about this heart point. And again, it's kind of accessing something very true and deep about Mm -hmm. um, each each of us, right? So when we're moving to that place, we're accessing the heart. And the resource point, right, being, yes, at times of stress and overwhelm, these negative parts, but also it can be, I need this type right in. now to yep. help me, right? Yep. It's a resource to help me wherever I'm at. I and so love that. It's, it's that balance, right? And it takes the stigma away because, you know, like I never really loved you're operating healthy, you're operating unhealthy. That just, like, it stigmatizes it. It kind of has mm-hmm. the negative annotation to it, like, oh, a less than, more... I'm changing it up. Heart and resources for me moving forward. Anyway, back to seven. Sorry for the, for the little off Especially there. as the one, you know, right? to view things yeah. as good and bad. So black so, and white. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. And that's what I've found is like whether you're one or not, there's a tendency we want to make things boxy, right? Yeah. Good and bad, very yeah. dualistic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And so I think that language, it just plays into the what we've absorbed, I think, in our culture of good, bad, right, wrong. Yeah. This is the one I want to be. This is the one I don't want to be. Yes. Like, we are so much more dynamic as people for it to be just that, right? Yes, yes there's good. Yes, there are maybe negative aspects to that, but like, how can we make room for both of those experiences? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> love it. Hey, we love Wesley. Like oh we get energized every time Listen, we're with him. And as you can tell, he is a busy man with everything that he does. So for us to capture him back, we might never let you go. <laughs> not in a not in a creepy way, but we might never. Let you go. <laughs> well, this is such a fun space. Like again, you guys provide such a yeah, such a great space. Um, for the type seven, yes. kind of getting to this connection to five, we find that when they're moving to the high side of type five that sevens are able to maybe focus in more. So sevens are a lot of times more kind of like on the go and they can jump from thing to thing. But when they're moving to that high side of the, of the type five, they're able to, what are the things that are really important and like hone in on those? 
Um, and they're also able to, um, to take a step back. Sevens can be so on the go. Fives, they value their time, their privacy, right, to reflect and all the things. And I think when sevens are accessing that high point of five, they recognize, you know what? I can be go, 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 go. And it's important for me to have that time and space for myself mm, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And so, again, when fives are moving into that high side of seven, that's how it shows up. Uh, that being said, there could also be this access to the low side of the type um, five as well for sevens. And what that then kind of looks like is it can be almost easier for them to detach from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can become a little bit more stingy with their time inside. Fives, the, their, their vice is avarice. It's almost hoarding themselves, mm-hmm. their resources, their time. And so when we find sevens move in that space, it almost feels like, well, no, I need to make this about me and have it mm-hmm. only be my kind of... Uh, uh, resources, my things, as opposed to kind of being able to be generous, yeah. um, which typically sevens are, but in that five space, they can kind of mm-hmm. tap into some of that low side yeah. of that as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, when we look at the one, um, and, and sevens accessing the one of kind of in, in stress for this, we find that um, on the negative side, what they can what they can kind of become is sevens are typically more um, happy, go lucky, they're kind of good, but when they're accessing the one, they can become on the low side of one more critical. Um, mm-hmm. And they also can be more sit- um, sensitive to criticism as well, oh, right? Yes. Ones, there can be that, that, that sensitivity that shows up. And for sevens, typically that stuff can roll off their back, but when they're on the low side of the one, that's also hitting home in a way that kind of mm-hmm. um, gets, uh, really gets to them. They also can get a little bit more fixated on the low side of one for sevens. Um, fixated on their ideas as being this is what needs to happen, right? This is the right thing, this is what I want, and we're going to make those things happen. Oh, baby, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> oh, which can be scary when it's like a big vision sort of thing, and it's like, we're going to do this. Yes, yes. <laughs> or that's, for no, their that's, partner. <laughs> I've never thought about it. That's such a, a real thing, because sevens are visionary, right? They're mm-hmm. the big, but, and if they're kind of moving into that one side, right, it crystallizes in a way where no one's going to get through. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. such a good point, yeah. <laughs> um, but that being said, they also access the high side of the type yeah. one. And what that can look like is um, is really being able to be more disciplined and follow through on the things that, that they're engaged in. Again, and sevens can definitely do that. And I think a lot of times when they're recognizing this, they're able to discipline and almost kind of plan um, and, and section up their life and being able to experience more. Because it's such a value for sevens is I want to experience so much of life and do so many things. And, and it's interesting, My the, the guy I work with, um, Josh, he's a seven, mm-hmm. and he's, he's expressed to me, he's like, one of the greatest gifts I've found as a seven is, is self-discipline. He said, in self-discipline, I've, able, I've been actually experienced more of life and more of I want mm-hmm. to do than feeling like I'm just caught up in the wind of being tossed to all sorts of different things. And mm-hmm. so that's always stuck with me because I think that's such a move to that one, right? Taking on the value mm-hmm. um, that the one has to offer in that, yeah. so... I love it. You know, I'm married to a seven, yeah. so I'm taking all of this home. <laughs> Which is funny because Josh is married to a one. He's a seven. Yeah, it's not like that. that actually is a common couple. Yeah. Well, I, and I think that's something worthy of bringing up as well. I see this a lot. I don't know if you do, but uh-huh. I see that my um, when I have couples in the office, they tend to marry not always, but they tend to marry their wings. Or their era of stress or era of health. I I also I almost want to do a research study on this because like I see it so often. Do you see that as well? That is so funny because I've actually never thought about it or connected it in terms of it being the wings. Of, but there are certain combinations. Like oh, I see this combination of couple, mm-hmm. and I see this. But I've never actually thought about it in that frame of like, are they the connecting lines? Are they the wings? 
But as I'm like kind of going through them in my head right now, I think a lot of them are. Right? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and even like my uh, my wife, she's a nine, right? So again, yeah, have that kind of, so like, I find that so <laughs> true. Right? And I'm like, married to a three as a right. two, as a wing, right? Yeah, exactly. so it's no. all working here in the room Christine, right now. Y'all might have started something. Yeah, you definitely need to do this. <laughs> we might can do it together, Wesley. Yes, that, that sounds awesome. kind of fun. A caution break contributing to the world of the Enneagram in maybe a new way, although there may already be a study, but it is something I've noticed, just something for you guys to think about because, and it makes sense, right? Because it's familiar to us. Like it would be familiar to marry our type, our wing, our Mm -hmm. arrow of health, arrow of stress. Um, So just something to think about. Although that is something I've never encountered actually, is someone being in a long-term relationship with someone of their same number. I have, I have, I have yet. Have I you have, really? But I, but, I'm fascinated but, by that. But what I would say is that it's more common a wing or yes. or to have the air of stress or health. Like gotcha. I, but, I, but, you know, you do understand people right. who, right. Um, but I do. I do have a couple that I see that are the same type. So, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so If we're thinking about traditional language, the air of health, the eight can become more empathetic and warm-hearted, like a healthy two. And then the eights can become in stress, maybe more secretive and detached, like an unhealthy five. But you tell us about the low side and the high side of the eight as they move to their arrows. Yeah, definitely. So for the eight moving to to the type two, kind of that, mm-hmm. that, that growth or security, um, taking on the high side of this, um, they can channel some, H have so much power, so much energy um, and strength. They can kind of now channel this towards kind of making a greater contribution to the people around them, right? So it's channeled into helping other people and also getting in touch with more of their gentleness and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they can become to attuned to their own sense of neediness. And twos, when they're on a healthy side, they're aware of, you know what? I have limitations. I have certain things that I need to kind of figure out how I can be open with those needs, mm-hmm. right? And so when eights are moving to the two and on that high side of that, they're in touch with their own sense of gentleness and their mm-hmm. own sense of kind of neediness as well. And so we find that kind of show up. And um, we also find for the type eights, they can move to the low side of two um, in using almost some of their giving in the times as a mean of control or manipulation, mm-hmm. right? I've given or I've done these things and I now expect something. Um, twos in a lower unhealthy space can exhibit that. And so when eights are moving to that, then you be aware of, okay, just because I'm giving in this way, doesn't need to be about how can I now get something in return. And so, again, for them, that's something that's important for them, as well as moving to the low side of two of not being able to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Twos feel like I can give, 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 and when they're kind of constantly in that place, they can break down. In the same way, when eights move to this two, they can do the same type of thing with the go, 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 and then not acknowledging their own neediness, um, just Mm -hmm. like twos can do. So, yeah, that's what that connection for eight to two looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, when eights are moving to the type five, kind of in stress, we find that on the negative side of this connection, when they're moving to the low side of this, they can become more isolated and detached from other. A lot of times eights mm-hmm. are big personalities, big kind of people, and then there can be almost a magnetism people have and drawn mm-hmm. to them. But when eights are moving to the low side or in stress, they can withdraw, right? It's like, where did they go? Like mm-hmm. they're gone and they're kind of like retreating into their space um which isn't bad but again if they get stuck in that place that's when it becomes um something to watch out for they also can tune into some of the the fives cynicalism and nihilism um towards Mm -hmm. the world fives Mm -hmm. can definitely in that retreating space 
become very detached and cynical. And so the same thing can happen when eights are moving to a low side of five. Um, so something for them to watch out for. Mm. On the high side of this connection for eights um, to five is they're able to slow down a little bit mm -hmm. and begin to think through their decisions and what's happening. Eights are people of action. Let's go. Let's make this happen, right? And again, that's such a good impulse, such a good energy. But when they're accessing the high side of five, they're able to slow down and be like, okay, okay, let me take some time. Let me take some thought behind this to make sure that I'm feeling good about what this thing is. And they're also able to very much have kind of observation of themselves and others to kind of check with, okay, let me just make sure that we're feeling good about this holistically versus kind of the instinct mm -hmm. to go to, to mm -hmm. make things happen right away. Yeah. And so that's kind of what that high side kind of connection to five looks like for um, the type eight. I mm -hmm. love it. All right, let's talk about nine. I love me a nine. Air of heart and growth. They move towards a healthy three, energetic, explore their personal uh, goals, and in the, in the space where they need to tap into their resources, they move towards a six, which could be a little more anxiety, a little more obsessiveness, a little more catastrophizing. So talk to us about the nine. And you're married to a nine. Yes, yes. So very familiar with these things. So for, for nines, what this connection to three, um, so to kind of this um, heart point or whatnot, is they're moving towards the three and the, the high side of that. They're becoming more energized and aware of their own personal goals and priorities, kind of like you said. Mm -hmm. So it's being aware of, okay, what's actually important to me as opposed to getting caught up in other people's agendas or priorities or getting caught up in non-essential types of things, right? They're a bit like, okay, what are the priorities? What do I really find is important? And how can I make decisive action towards those things? They also can have more confidence in their abilities in general. Nine of times can be like, well, I don't know that my contribution or what I have to offer is really going to be that much, right? And when they're moving to three, they're recognizing, wait a minute, I do have gifts. I do have value that's very important to the people around me. And how can I move into that and offer some of that? And so mm -hmm. when they're moving to the high side of three, they're in tune with those things as well. On the low side of, of three, um, what they can kind of begin to tap into is work long and work hard like threes, but maybe not for themselves, right? Maybe it's for other people's agendas, mm -hmm. other people's kind of goals and things like that. And about making a good impression versus doing something that's connected to them that is really important. Um, they also can at times get stuck in almost autopilot at times for nines. So I've heard this about nines before that it's it's a once in motion, like, what's, there's a phrase. I can't Body in motion called. stays yes. in motion, baby. So that can show up for nines as well, yep. except it's almost in this, like, uh, monotonous or mundane mm -hmm. or kind of, like, repetitive things. Mm -hmm. And so that some, at times they can get caught up in this doing, but mm -hmm. doing things that don't ultimately kind of... Uh, achieve anything for them kind of, or the people that's important to them, yeah. or the things that are important to them yeah. in a sense. Um, and so, um, again, when they're moving to the, the low side of three, um, some of that's kind of showing up as well. Uh, when we look at the connection to type six for nines, we find mm -hmm. that on the low side, when they're moving to this place in stress, they become more anxious um, and overwhelmed by the surrounding pressures and deadlines and things like that. Typically, nines are more peaceful and calm, taking the big picture, and how can we kind of like do what we need to do, but when they're moving to six now, they're being flooded with anxieties and worries. Um, and also, at times, there can be this uh, tuning into their anger, right, where there's irritation and anger kind of shows up. And mm -hmm. sixes can be on, on the low side of that, more reactive in different situations. And so when that's happening, maybe nines are getting more kind of snappy or irritated in a way when they're accessing some of the, the low side of the type six. On the opposite end, when there's more of an intentional movement towards the high side of six for type nines, we find they're becoming more awake um, to their surroundings and also the potential difficulties. Mm -hmm. So we talked a little bit about how 
nines can at times be like problems, difficulties. Oh, I can't deal with that. I can't acknowledge that. And so they can almost have a tendency at times to kind of numb out or distract or kind of put their head in the sand. Mm -hmm. When they're moving to high side of six, they're recognizing, you know what? I can avoid this or I can acknowledge these difficulties that are in front of me. And what does it look like for me to take action to try to address those things? And again, sixes are so good about what are the things that could go wrong or what are the problems? How can we address them? And when nines are healthily moving to that six, they're, they're accessing that as well. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit how that shows up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look at our ones, Kat. All right. So, um, so for the era of health, the traditional language again the ones can become playful and positive like a healthy seven and then the arrow of stress ones become moody and broody like an unhealthy four um so talk to me about cat <laughs> <laughs> well i would say cat's the expert here but i will offer some things up and i'd love to hear your your experience of okay. some of these things too cat um so from again my understanding and what i've kind of seen for for ones anyway um, when they're moving to the high side of seven, um, what we're seeing is ones typically can be a little more rigid, a little bit more structured, things need to be a certain way, and they're able to kind of loosen up a little bit. Maybe things don't have to be so structured or so orderly, it has to go a certain way, and they're able to kind of have a little bit more fun. Um, and so there's also um, more of a willingness to be able to make a mistake and also allow themselves to dream. Um, and again, sevens can have, be such visionary people and dream big. And I think a lot of times ones are like, what's the plan? How do we execute it? Mm-hmm. Dreaming? No, we don't have time for that. Like we need to do the practical things that happen. The name in my house is I'm a dream crusher. My husband <laughs> dreams oh. and I take bedroom and I crush it. Yes. Like a can. Yes, yes. <laughs> the dream crusher. Yeah, literally not <laughs> even making it up. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that movement to seven, right, is opening that up, right? Where maybe we can dream a little bit. Yeah. One has so much value, too, and like, okay, what can we actually do to make these things happen, yeah. right? Yeah. But again, that dreaming allows it to kind of come forth a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, on the low side of this connection to seven um, for type one, we see that ones can become... Um, more entitled or more kind of a self-indulgent, which doesn't sound as much like ones, but there can be almost at times for ones when they're moving to the low side of seven, this kind of um, entitled nature. I do the right thing. I've done all of these things. I'm entitled to be able to live and to kind of let loose in those frees. And, and this kind of like uh, this uh, self-indulgence can be something that shows up for them. Um, and we also find for ones that when they're moving to this low side of seven, they can also, this is more at the extreme, I would say, the low side of seven, but splitting, right? It's almost kind of like they have this whole other side of their life that is me let loose, free, wild, and then it's like, okay, I can't be that. I need to be kind of this good person over here, good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. Wild and free versus structured and orderly. And so that, at the extreme of the low side of seven, that can also kind of show up as well. Mm. That makes sense. I like it. <laughs> Please continue, doctor. <laughs> Let me jump in and just say one thing, just because it's coming up in me right now. So when I was um, in my early 20s, I had a spiritual director, and she said that, you know, we were talking about a boyfriend that I had at the time, and she said, well, when you're in a healthy relationship, you're restoring the image of God in one another. And I didn't really understand that fully at the time. Like, it felt profound. Mm -hmm. But now I can, like, look at it and think about the Enneagram. And I can think about you being married to a seven Mm -hmm. and how you are restoring the image of God in one another. Mm -hmm. Like, whether you're 
a Christian or a religious person or not, like you are, you're making one another more whole, more complete, right? Like he's helping you to be more playful and visionary and dream instead of being the dream crusher, right? Right. And you're helping him to be like more organized and to to tap into like self-discipline and all those things. Like there's a restoration, like we talked about integration. And the same thing for you being married to a nine. Like I know that that's happening. And for me being married to a three, like I used to stay off the radar. I would never have had a podcast. I would never promote myself. I was not on Facebook and I'm still not on Facebook, but at least I'm on Instagram now. Like at least like I'm self-promoting a little bit. Like, but being married to a three helps me. I think my husband has been like the one to encourage me like to write and put yourself out there and have a blog and things that like I never would have done in my 20s and 30s. Like he's restoring the image of God in me. And so it's like now I understand what my spiritual director said, right? (laughs) Like I didn't get it then. But in the Enneagram helps us to understand that. You're so right. Ramda said we're all just walking each other home. Oh, and to Wesley's point, you just come back home. Mm-hmm. We just come back home. You yeah. Know? And that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Well, we oh. let one another mm-hmm. teach us. Yeah. 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 I love, yeah, I love both of those things, right? Like, yeah, we're mirrors to kind of one another, um, seeing kind of like ourselves more rightly. And then when you have that mirror, be someone who's also like, very embracing except and compassion right it's what we said earlier right when we can have compassion for one another and help meet each other in that vulnerable space it opens up space for more of that image more of who we're kind of the goodness that's there right to kind of come to fruition and Mm so yeah thankful for all the mirrors in our lives so Mm -hmm. yeah i love that the idea of mirrors as well okay this is really good stuff all right did we finish the one did we did we get through no four yes okay so that connection to four Mm -hmm. So looking at the connection to four for ones, when they're moving um, to four in, in stress or on the low side of four, what that looks like for them um, is um, four at times can feel like there's just something off. There's something wrong with me. I'm different than everyone else. Yeah. And this can really kind of hit on some of the stuff for ones of feeling um, at times like fatally flawed. They're bad. There's this fear at times for them. They're, they're getting in touch with that fourness of feeling like there's just something wrong with them. And also a despair at times that anything can actually change. And so when ones are kind of moving to four in that low space, they can be kind of overcome with uh, those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, we find that when they're moving to the high side of four, though, what we can what can happen for them is they can become more in touch with their feelings. Fours are very fluid in the feelings and what they're what they're experiencing, and so it doesn't have to be just this this moody or or overwhelming despair for ones moving forward. They're also gonna be like, okay, actually, some of these feelings and things are are very valuable for me, and like, how can I tap into that and also see the creativity of the world around me? That is a gift that fours offer mm-hmm. so many people as well, and so ones moving to four can kind of uh, access again that high and low side of both of these aspects of that number. I love that. After the short word from our sponsor, we're going to have a brief meditation. In our last episode with Wesley Nichols, he mentioned that he is a certified EMDR practitioner. So for EMDR, this is the um, eye rapid desensitization and reprocessing. And that needs to be done with a licensed therapist who's certified in that technique. However, there's a part of the EMDR called body tapping that can be used by anybody 
during meditation. And the cool thing about body tapping is that it helps to stimulate the left and right hemispheres of the brain. And so the physical movement, the body tapping that we use in EMDR is sometimes called bilateral stimulation. And this bilateral stimulation actually activates and integrates information from both hemispheres of our brain, and it's very, very healing to the body. And so I just wanted to offer a meditation where we try the body tapping so you can see how that feels in your body. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Welcome to this meditation. And during this meditation, see if you can find a place where you won't be disturbed quiet place where you can go inside of yourself. And most importantly in this meditation, engage in the breath. Maybe you can start that breath right now in through your nose. And then exhale out through the mouth. Breathe in. Breathe out. Maybe inhale, starting from your belly button all the way up to the crown of the head. And then exhale, send the breath back down towards the belly button. But again, go inside yourself. Maybe you bring your palms to your thighs as you continue to breathe, palms face down. And let your body, heart, or mind choose a time in your life no matter how brief it was, when you felt really good. Maybe we might describe that feeling good as feeling joyful, feeling peaceful, feeling safe. But whatever it was, a time when you felt good. And even if there were hard things going on at this time in your life, see if you can retrieve a memory of when you felt well, you were the best version of yourself. Be selective. Choose a time when all was well. Your thoughts were positive and happy. You experienced a profound sense of well-being. Breathe in that memory now. See if that memory can grow and intensify inside you. Remember it. Feel it. See if you can even find a soft smile. Enjoy this memory as it spreads throughout your body and your mind. And maybe notice how the brain doesn't differentiate between then and now. Every cell, every fiber of your brain and body is recalling this special moment. And then I invite you to bring your hands to your shoulders, but it's going to be hands to opposite shoulders. Sometimes if you're a yoga practitioner, we call this the butterfly hug. 
defining your butterfly hug, hands to opposite shoulders, just like you're giving yourself a hug. And then as you stay with this place of peace, this place of safety, start to tap right, left, right, left. So right shoulder is touched by the left hand, left shoulder is touched by the right hand and just move back and forth tapping on one side and then the other and staying with your breath here. And if this continues to feel positive, the tapping, stay with it. Just see how it feels in your body, right, left, right, left. You can stop at any time if it doesn't feel positive for you. But imagine bringing the feeling from when the memory occurred to the present moment. Let your body feel that moment of peace, of safety, or joy. Your memory is guiding your brain to function now like it did when you were well. You might even imagine a color that represents that time in your life. What color would you choose? See that color now in your mind's eye. Stay with your breath, breathing in and breathing out. And maybe there's a word that represents that experience, that time of peace, that time of safety or time of joy in your life. Is there a word that comes to mind? Continue to tap if that feels positive for you. Right, left, right, left. And be thankful for this memory of this time of joy, of peace, or of safety. And when you're ready, let yourself slowly come back to the here and now. But bring that feeling of joy, of peace, of safety with you as you come back to the present moment. Find a breath in, find a breath out, bring prayer hands to your heart, and know that the light in me sees and honors the light in each of you. Namaste.